prefaces of the destination of man by johann gottlieb fichte translated by jane sennett this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by larry wilson translator's preface the present translation was made several years ago not then with a view to publication but for the sake of obtaining a more intimate knowledge of a book that appeared of unusual interest and importance its faults therefore are at all events not those of haste or carelessness those who are acquainted with german philosophical language will i believe admit the frequently great difficulty of finding in english strictly corresponding terms but with all the airs of which i am or am not conscious i have great satisfaction in introducing it to the notice of english readers it is as its author has declared not intended merely for professed students but for all who are capable of giving it some attention and who take up a book with some more serious purpose than that of passing more easily an idle hour the idealism of fichte differs as it will be seen from that of Berkeley, with whose works he was wholly unacquainted and it will not escape the more critical reader that as i have already had occasion to notice footnote in an article on fixed life in the foreign quarterly review for october eighteen forty five number seventy one in footnote he has found it necessary to adopt ultimately as a principle of metaphysical truth that intuitive belief or as it is sometimes called common sense of mankind which he had rejected at first as the basis even of material reality to these beliefs immediate universal irresistible like the voice of the creator speaking to us we must it appears return as to an ark of safety after our longest flights the opinion that has prevailed so long in england that german philosophy is a mere metaphysical hocus-pocus or logical card-castle that the speculations that have occupied the lives of some of the greatest thinkers that ever lived have been always empty and futile and barren of any practical result is apparently fast giving way to one very different such men as fichte did not assuredly devote themselves to babbling a jargon of vain philosophy like the idle jugglers with words to whom the expression was applied but believed that they had found truth to them infinitely precious we may not be able to view it from the same point with our best efforts we may fail to see clearly but we shall surely not improve our chance by shutting our eyes those also who have once entered on this path cannot well turn back but must go on till they reach a resting-place and assuredly they will gain nothing by attempting anything like self-deception or masquerading in the forms of a bygone time we may indeed look back with a sort of longing to those earlier ages when as it is commonly supposed at least a tranquil childlike trust in all which on authority was taught pervaded all minds and spread a universal peace o'er land and sea in place of the restless fermentations and anxious questionings that disturb us now but whatever we may think of this it is obvious that we can no more return to the real temper of those times than to the stature of our childhood and the effort to resume its outward habits will fail as completely as that of the elderly gentleman hoffman's tale who sought to restore the idyllic joys of his infancy by complimenting himself every christmas eve 
with an assortment of such playthings as delighted him in that happy period if however we have seen that this cannot be may we not accept it as an assurance that it ought not to be may we not trust providence so far as to believe that what is impossible for us is neither necessary nor desirable a different task perhaps is assigned to us there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit london december twentieth eighteen forty five preface whatever of the recent philosophy is likely to prove serviceable beyond the limits of the schools presented in the order in which it would naturally occur to an unsophisticated understanding is intended to form the contents of this volume the elaborate defences made only to meet the artificial objections and extravagances of the learned have been deemed unnecessary here and whatever serves only as a foundation for the positive sciences or for the deliberate and arbitrary education of the human race has been omitted as lying within the province of statesmen and the appointed teachers of the people the book is therefore not intended for philosophers by profession who will find in it nothing that may not be found in other writings of the same author it is intended to be intelligible to all readers who are able really to understand a book at all those who have accustomed themselves merely to the repetition of certain sets of phrases in varied order or who mistake this operation of memory for that of the understanding will probably find it unintelligible it ought to exercise on the reader an attractive and animating power raising him from the sensuous world to that which is above sense the author at least has not performed his task without some of this happy inspiration often during the labor of execution the fire with which a design is entered upon becomes exhausted but immediately on the conclusion of a work the author is scarcely in a position to judge of this point how far he has succeeded in the attainment of his proposed object he cannot decide this must be determined by the effect produced on the readers to whom it is addressed one remark however he deems it necessary to make namely that the i who speaks in the book is by no means intended for himself but it is his earnest wish that it should represent the reader who is entreated not merely to apprehend historically what is here presented to him but really and truly during the reading of the book to hold converse with his own mind to reason to draw conclusions and to develop by his own mental effort the train of thought laid before him End of preface